nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Thank you so much for joining us again today. Uh, this is Leanne Meyer, and this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. Our topic today is Holly Blue, a community where nurses thrive. And I am really, really excited to be able to do this. It feels like so much of what's been talked about over the past summer and spring has been pretty negative. And this is just a wonderful thing to talk about. If there is one thing that nurses need and want today is someone who's not only on their side, but actually knows what they need and want. So that someone is my guest, Kara Lunsford, and what they want is Holly Blue App. So many people have expressed their interest in hearing Kara on this show and some disappointment when we couldn't do it last week, but we're, we're doing it this week. So Kara is a former pediatric oncology nurse who many of us, uh, who like many of us, have burned out in the high-risk, high-pressure industry of nursing and healthcare. care. Uh, while trying to find out what else she could do, she realized that there was little to nothing out on the Internet to really help nurses with this predicament. So she created an answer in Holly Blue app to help nurses connect with one another, share experiences, have a receptacle for all of their nursing data in one place, which allows them to be able to create some great resumes repeatedly. So I just really want to welcome Carol Lunsford. Thank you for being with me and with all of us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes. Yes, it's so good to have you here. So I just mentioned a couple of things about your background, but I really like guests to tell us just a quick overview of your own story. Um, why nursing? What brought you to nursing? And then what brought you to Holly Blue? You know, uh, thank you so much. I um, I feel like the things that brought me into nursing, and there was a, a, a pretty defining moment for me as a, as a child, uh, that not everybody knows this story, but when I was about nine years old, my grandmother was um, babysitting me and my sister, and she had a heart attack. Oh, she my gosh. had an aneurysm, actually, an aortic aneurysm. And she collapsed, and she subsequently died. Mm. And um, I was kind of left in this impossible situation at, at nine years old of mm-hmm. of feeling incredibly helpless. Mm-hmm. Like there was, I didn't know what to do for her. I couldn't help her. And I think there was a moment where I decided I'm never going to feel like that again. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to just feel like I know what to do. I'm going to be able to help people in, in a time of need like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was a, a, a driving force for me um, moving into uh, a career However, nursing was actually my second career. I was a sign language interpreter before I was a nurse. Very um, cool. And yes, and, and actually as I was a sign language interpreter at the colleges, I was interpreting a, a, a class called the Biology mm-hmm. of Cancer. And mm-hmm. I, did that cl- I interpreted that class two semesters in a row. And it, 
I think I just fell in love with um, medicine and mm-hmm. uh, at that time learning about uh, learning about the cancer and mm-hmm. and so I decided at that point I'm going to go into the healthcare field. Uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to be at that point, but then I it pretty quickly I discovered that I wanted to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. So I went through you know nursing school. I went to LA County USC, which has been training nurses for over a hundred years in LA. Wow. Uh, they actually started out as a diploma program many mm-hmm. like long, 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 long time ago. Uh, but it was a great experience in terms of like uh, getting my training. It mm-hmm. was second to none. Um, and then I went, my very first career was at Children's Hospital Los Angeles as a pediatric oncology nurse, focusing mainly in solid tumor at the time. They had, they had the uh, oncology divided up into liquid and solid. So I mm-hmm. started out my career in solid tumor. And as you can imagine... Um, it was, it was a very rewarding career, but mm-hmm. an incredible amount of burnout. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine so, just, especially with it being children, you know, kind of that same situation with your grandmother where, um, this, this child is not supposed to die and, you know, with the cancer doing everything that you possibly can and the child dies, it, it's got to be what I've been calling moral trauma, which is kind of what I think is happening to our nurses now. Um, but we can kind of come back around to that. So um, so talk a little bit about that burnout experience. Um, sure. What did it feel like for you? I mean, what was it like when you first started working there? And when did you start to notice it was changing inside of you? Yeah, you know, I have always been really interested in the stages of burnout, and I'm not sure if anybody's done any research per se on the stages of burnout, but I am certain that there are stages, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, acute and and chronic, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when does it seem to come on suddenly? Uh, when do you start just calling out of work? because you mm-hmm. genuinely just feel sick before going. Um, you know, all of these things that start to creep up on you over time, mm-hmm. which all of those things did happen to me. Uh, I, I did start to feel uh, like a level of just feeling sick before going mm-hmm. to work, contemplating, you know, calling out, feeling guilty for calling out, feeling mm-hmm. like I was abandoning my colleagues and my coworkers. Um, but also feeling like I'm not sure if I can do it. I'm so tired, you know, knowing that I might go in today and they might give me, um, an A and D patient, which is, is allowing for natural death. That was mm-hmm. like, we, we stopped using DNR and we used A and D instead. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just wondering like, is it, is it going to be one of those days where I get the, I get that patient uh, am I going to walk in and is there going to be a bunch of names up on the whiteboard of people who have passed away over the weekend mm-hmm. or over the last couple of days when I wasn't there? Sure. Um, ha- having this, you know, just if having that like well up inside of me and the amount of anxiety that I started carrying mm-hmm. uh, into work with me um, became pretty debilitating. And 
So, and then at some point, I went from being, you know, very anxious to feeling, you know, and, and having that feeling of sickness and calling out to almost having uh, what I would consider just, I would, I would put my headphones in on my way into work and I would listen to music and I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. even look at anybody. I would put my head down. I'd have my headphones in. I'd get myself just pumped up to, mm-hmm. to go. I would, I'd clock in. I'd keep my headphones in clear up to like seven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. pull out my headphones, turn off my phone, grab my stuff, sit down and get reports. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and, yeah. and then I would do the exact same thing leaving. Mm-hmm. I'd clock out, put my headphones in, and make a beeline to my, my car mm-hmm. and do anything I could to just leave whatever happened there right. and, yeah. and try to drive home feeling uh, yeah. like I had left it. Somewhere. I bet, you know, you're so um, in right in step with so many people because it's so overwhelming. There's a feeling if I even take a little bit of a look at this, it's going to all unravel and I'm not going to be able to pull it back ag- together again. Was there any kind of support for you uh, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually through your organization? So... You know, we used to joke that there was like, you know, like there were like attempts at trying Mm -hmm. to create, you know, a sense of wellness for us, you know, that Mm -hmm. there was a person there that, you know, they would come and bring drums and you could drum it out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it was almost comical to some extent. I, you know, uh, and I, I think that they were trying to some degree, uh, to provide support, but, the stuff that um, was really, really needed was not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I became a CLIN2, uh, you have to select a committee that you want to be a part of. So one mm-hmm. of the things that I did is I went to my manager and I said, well, I don't like any of the committees that I'm kind of forced to choose from. I'd like <laughs> to create my own. Mm-hmm. And he said, of course you do. Why can't you just pick a committee? <laughs> I was like, well, because I don't like any of these committees and I see that there's a need, you know, in this area. So right. um, I worked with some of my colleagues and we created the supportive care committee. Great. And it, it was really aimed at helping nurses to deal with end of life and grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had this wonderful social worker, Helene, who worked with us and she would have meetings with us like right um, at the end of, of shift. So at the, uh, mm-hmm. in the morning, we would do it in the morning. So people who maybe had a little bit of time at the beginning of their day could come and join the supportive care committee in mm-hmm. a, in a, in a debriefing. And then people who were getting off of their shift could also come and, and talk about maybe something that happened for them, or maybe they just needed have a place where they could um, debrief a little bit about their evening before going home, uh, before getting in their car and driving. And so let me guess, then everybody also, wanted to be on that committee, right? 
Oh, yeah. We had so many people that were interested in being on the committee, so much so that I think people were trying to leave other committees they were on to come and join our committee. Um, and, uh, and then we ended up doing supportive care retreats and that were wonderful. We did them in the beginning. We did them once a year. Then we were able to start doing them a couple times a year. We had some donors that helped support us. Uh, who paid for for things. We had people who offered their venues for free for us. Um, Tons of people that wanted to offer their services to, uh, you know, from yoga instruction, meditation, uh, massage therapy. We had lots of people that wanted to come and and support the nurses during these Mm -hmm. supportive care retreats. So it was, I think it was my um... first glimpse. Sorry, say that again. No, no, that's, I was just going to say, I think that um, we have to realize, too, that there's not a one-size-fits-all, that, that different people and different personalities need to grieve or need to relief, relieve this uh, burden that they carry oh, sorry. Uh, in a different way. That's okay. Somebody else wanted to join us, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was my dog. <laughs> yeah? It's the hazards of being at home. <laughs> so it it um, uh, leads me to think that this experience actually led right into Holly Blue, because that's what you were doing was creating, looking to see a need and then creating, um, you know, a, some way to fill it. And, um, right. you know, talk, talk a little bit about that. And I mean, unless there was more that you wanted to talk yeah. about the mental health, because there's yeah. a lot in that subject. Oh. There's so much. I mean, we could have an entire, you know, discussion yes. just about mental health and self-care. Exactly. But, uh, or the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, I think that doing it on a small scale, small mm-hmm. being just our unit, our floor. Right. Realizing how much uh, these nurses needed peer support mm-hmm. uh, and how really a nurse understands another nurse probably better than anybody. Exactly. And maybe even better, you know, better than a therapist, better than, you know, because we just, we get it. When Mm -hmm. I was looking for a therapist, I actually looked for a nurse practitioner who would be a therapist because Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to somebody who understood the nursing profession, who understood me as a nurse, that they wouldn't hear me say things like, oh, I had two children die last night Mm -hmm. and then have the entire discussion be about, well, maybe this is just too hard of a career for you. Maybe you shouldn't (laughs) be doing this career. Maybe. And I'm like, well, who's cut out for this? Like, is there somebody that's like a better match for pediatric oncology than me? You know, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, I'm, I'm grieving, you know? Mm -hmm. And so a nurse is a lot less likely to say that to you. A nurse is more likely to say, you know, I know this is so hard. You know, it's so hard to, you know, uh, be able to have that, that boundary for yourself and to, to be able to care for your patients in the way that you want to care for your patients, but at the same time protecting your heart. And, and so nurses truly understand each other in that way. And so, when I was creating supportive care committee with my colleagues, I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could do this on a much larger scale? Mm-hmm. If we could be able to create an environment for nurses in that way. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, technology, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, right? You know, Mm -hmm. so we oftentimes feel like we have too much technology in our lives. We have too much social Mm -hmm. media in our lives. We have too much distraction. But at the same time, it gives us this uncanny ability to connect. Yes. In, in, broadly, in, in a way, broadly, yes, mm-hmm. in a way that we oftentimes can't do on a very local or kind of analog level, right? Right. And so I wanted to build in all the things that I personally felt mm-hmm would have helped me through some of the most difficult times in my life as a nurse. I wanted there to be not just online connections, but that there would be online connections that could become offline connections. And by creating those offline connections, you know, where you could really go to have coffee with someone that you that lives two miles from you, Mm -hmm. that you could meet up with somebody who maybe has similar interests and goals Mm -hmm. and, and really connect with people on, on a real level. Uh, And that's what I want. What you're saying there, that's what we did. What strikes me is that it seems like um, our society is going more and more toward making things easier and not as painful and, um, And that is the fundamental thing, I think, that draws um, people into nursing is because you are dealing with raw, real um, realities. You know, the patients, your own, um, to be able to feel like in a dire situation, you're the person who can support those individuals, you know, maybe even help them work through that ending conversations, those kinds of things that are just so difficult for most people and they just want to run away from them. Uh, It's kind of like that counselor that you were talking about, you know, maybe this is too hard for you. Um, I think it's the hardness, the, the depth of what we do that makes us want to do it and to want to do it so well that seems to be an overall for, I'd say the vast majority of people go into nursing. That's why they're there. That's why they stay. And the things that pull them away from the bedside and and away from those experiences are what help burn them out. Yep. Absolutely. I don't think there's a nurse out there that is running away from patient care that Mm -hmm. is running away from wanting to like dive in and, you know, really be in the trenches of patient care. I think what happens for us is that we get bogged down in the business of healthcare and, and finding that it is, that it is a business and Mm -hmm. that it's about money and that it's about, and, and, and so much of our job is lost. We, right. we don't get to do the stuff that we, uh, the stuff that used to make me so happy was, and the stuff that was soul fulfilling was mm-hmm. when I used to be able to sit in a room with my patients, with my families, pull up a chair and say, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about what's going on. What was your mm-hmm. night like? What do you mm-hmm. want your day to be like today? 
What are mm-hmm. you thinking in terms of discharge? Do you have, you know, do you have concerns about when you go home? Mm-hmm. You know, really getting in there and being a nurse is what filled my soul exactly every day. And it's what kept me doing the job. Mm-hmm. And it was when other things started getting added in, like you have to do this form and you have to do this check and you have to do this and you have to do mm-hmm. that. And it's, and it's all about trying to create, you're, you're really just using a register, you know, it's like a register, mm-hmm. it's like a cash register. You're, what exactly. you're charting and what you're doing is just, you're constantly just making money for the hospital, right? Exactly. And, and it makes and you feel brain dead. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's not at all soul-fulfilling. And I think that that's where the term moral injury came in yes. as opposed to burnout because mm-hmm. burnout is, is, is like a, it's almost like a victimization in some way. Like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not strong enough to be able to, mm-hmm. to do this work. And it's like, well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like we are strong enough to do this work. We are strong enough to care, to hold the hands of those dying children and, hold those hold space for those parents as they're going through the biggest tragedy of their life. Like Mm -hmm. we do have that capability. It's the moral injury that we're facing because we're not able to do the job we signed up to do. Mm -hmm. And that, that is what makes the the job worthwhile. It absolutely does. And so many people don't want to go there, including the doctors. So they walk into the room and they say, okay, we're going to change this med. We're going to do that. We're going to have an IV. We're going to blow da 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 And they walk out. But it's the nurse that, like you said, pulls up the chair and sits down and said, what's going through your mind right now? And allows that conversation yep. that nobody else does. We hold space. I yes. mean, 90% of what I feel like I do as a nurse is to hold space for people. Mm-hmm. To hold space for them to to grieve when they mm-hmm. need to grieve, to feel whatever they're feeling, to be yeah. able to give them time and space to be able to communicate with me um, what I can do to help them instead mm-hmm. of me making the assumption of what I can do to help them. Exactly. It's just that, and the, that ability to hold space. Yeah. And the irony is we don't do it for ourselves and we don't do it for each other. So that's one of the things that um, I understand that you're doing with Holly Blue. Talk about that. What, what is it that you've been able to put into place that you talked about being able to go to somebody's house that's close to you? Um, how does that work? Well, yeah. I guess tell, tell about how you got into Holly Blue. Maybe we better start there and then tell <laughs> us what's in it. Well, you know, building a piece of technology is not necessarily something that I felt I had any idea how to do. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. had to really, it was a very, very sharp learning curve <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, I had, I had to, I, and if anyone's wondering, I did not code this myself. So it, this is not, I didn't suddenly learn how to be a coder. Um, mm-hmm. I basically had an idea. I had things that I wanted it to be. We, we initially had like a first version, which was much more professional based, um, mainly because, uh, you know, I had people who said to me, oh, you know what, it, 
why, you know, you should, you should have it look like this, because if you have it look like this, then, you know, it'll, you'll be able to, it'll be successful. Um, and unfortunately I, I listened to a lot of people in the beginning who kind of told yeah. me what it should look like. And, mm-hmm. and uh, even myself, I, I felt like I got away from my own mission until suddenly one day I looked up and I was like, this is not what I wanted to build. This is not the piece of technology I wanted to build. Yeah. I wanted nurses to be able to connect with each other. And mm-hmm. so I ended up going with a different developer and, uh, and that developer was just so ready to, um, create this vision that I had mm-hmm. and, uh, and really brought it to fruition. So basically, you know, the Hollywood app has elements that are very professional, like a LinkedIn type of profile, um, but very nurse specific, everything's very nurse specific in Hollywood because it's for nurses. Um, and, you know, we have the ability to see nurses that are nearby to you, geographically nearby. So in case you want to connect with some nurses uh, nearby to you, uh, you can do that. Uh, we also have, like, uh, recommended matches. So maybe if you put some things in your interests and your goals, we try to match up some nurses that maybe have similar interests and similar goals to you. So we have uh, uh, recommended matches. And then we have the ability to create groups. Uh, if you have something that you're really passionate about, you like hiking and, you know, so you can create a, a local group that has a, a reach of a hundred mile radius. So nurses within a hundred miles can see your group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can uh, create events. So let's say you have a local event or you have something, a little side hustle that you're doing as a nurse and you want to advertise your event. We're very supportive of that. We want to really, really foster um uh, nurses in all capacities because they're so multifaceted and they have so many interesting things going on. So we want to have a place for them to do that. And so there is an event section so you can join events, you can create events. Um, and there's, we, we have like a whole forum section, we have blogs and articles. Uh, we have a story section. So if you're on Instagram, you're familiar with stories, you can do stories. Uh, to share like kind of those moments in your life if you want to just share moments. But um, I think the most unique thing about Holly Blue is that we kind of take those online connections and we help uh, you connect with people that you can potentially like go on a hike with or go have coffee with or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, like the most unique thing about Holly Blue. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, so, so, you know, it was really all designed to create peer support and I've been able to connect with nurses on the app myself. And I've actually had some nurses reach out to me because mm-hmm. of my profile. I had administration experience in my past and I had mm-hmm. some nurses reach out to me and ask for advice. We had really great conversations about, mm-hmm. you know, struggles that they were having during COVID specifically a nurse who was an ER manager. Mm-hmm. Um, it said, I'm really struggling um, with how to support my staff. And I was wondering if I could talk to you about it. And she started, we started having this dialogue on Holly Blue. And just recently, maybe like a month ago, she wrote me and she said, I want to just tell you how thankful I am for this mm-hmm. community and for your time. Yeah. And I finally got enough. Uh, I, I, I was brave enough to go to the administration and say that I need to get um, I need to ask for more pay because I was working. She was working like these right. astronomical hours, but as a salary, she said, I finally mm-hmm. got up, 
you know, the courage to go and ask for a raise and I got it. And I feel like it's because I had support here exactly. on Holly Blue. Um, <clears throat> and exactly and what nurses like, don't do. We, we give, we give, we give, we give, but we think somebody will notice it and, you know, look and say, oh, well, look at, you know, Kara really deserves to have this. And it never happens. And so it's yeah. one of the things that I, then I think, you know, as nurses, we get frustrated. Um, but truly what you did is, again, what you did for your patients. You pulled up a chair and you held space for her. Yeah. And we, I and I see other nurses doing that same thing on Holly Blue. I watch yeah. them come out and support one another. And it it fills my soul when yes. I see that happening because that's exactly what this space was created for. Yes, I'm smiling broadly at this point. Um, we are up against our break. Um, so we are going to go to that right now and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. So this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I am thrilled to be able to talk about Holly Blue, a community where nurses thrive. And my guest today is Kara Lunsford. And she created the wildly successful Holly Blue app to help all nurses connect with one another, share experiences, and have uh, a receptacle for all of their nursing data. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise WomenInHealthcare.org, a national nonprofit, is our newest partner at Once a Nurse. It is among the most rapidly growing professional development groups for women in healthcare today. Through healthcare education, professional development, mentorship, community, and a focus on self, the organization empowers women with the tools needed to advance their careers. They use initiatives to break down barriers within organizations and equip women with the tools needed to open a powerful force for gender parity. 80% of the healthcare workforce is female, with nurses a massive majority of that percentage. But less than 20% of leadership is female. Join womeninhealthcare.org as they help all women of all ages and all levels rise up. Use code HEALTHPROS to receive $50 off the annual membership fee and receive discounted pricing for events, free resources, webinars, and a substantial discount for our annual leadership summit on October 22, 2020. Womeninhealthcare.org to be where you want to be in the world of healthcare. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. 
Welcome back, and thanks for coming back with us. This is Leanne Meyer, and we're on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. And we are having a soul-fulfilling show called Holly Blue, a community where nurses thrive. And my guest today is Kara Lunsford. I'm already in love with her. Everything she's saying is exactly what I feel like nurses want to talk about, want to be able to do in their career. And as we get more and more into a more business type healthcare, nurses get pulled further and further away from what we do so very well, um, is holding space for other people and helping them get through some of the most difficult things in their lives. So um, Kara, talk about what, I, I think that you just kind of launched a new level of Holly Blue, is that correct? We did. So in June, we we launched um, Holly Blue 2.0, which mm-hmm. basically had all of the social and community features mm-hmm. uh, that I dreamed it would have one day. And we had an incredible um, number of people, you know, thousands of people who joined um, mm-hmm. since then. And so, it, you know, at this point, I think we've had 17,000 people uh, join Holly Blue. And, Since June, uh, and and that number increases, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, say that again. Since June, or in uh, all altogether, uh, we've had about uh, we've had about ten thousand since June. True. So, so you double so we, more than double. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah it was definitely um, uh, an amazing um, uh, community growth, which mm-hmm. has been really exciting. Uh, we're trying to do more and more every day. Uh, so we're always interested in what nurses want. If there's something that we don't have, but they think would be great. I always want people to reach out to us. You can always find me on the app because I'm, I have my own group called Kara's Corner. So it's really easy to come find me, Mm -hmm. um, connect with me. Uh, and we, one of the things I was telling you, Leanne, is that we actually have a dedicated community outreach person. Her name is Patty. And for eight mm-hmm. hours a day, her sole job is to reach out to nurses and do wellness checks on them to literally Fantastic. just reach out and say, how are you today? What mm-hmm. is going on? What can we do to help you? And, uh, and it makes me so happy to know that she's doing that. Wow. And she's been able to get some really, really good feedback from nurses um, since she's been doing uh, that job. Talking about feedback, you just did a couple of surveys too, and I'd love to hear about that. What did you find? Oh, it was so heart-wrenching, oh. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Uh, right at the kind of the beginning of, of COVID in, in March, we did one in March and then again in April, uh, we surveyed 1,300 nurses uh, across the country mm-hmm. and uh, we had over 13,000 comments in wow. these surveys because there was a lot of areas where people could talk and comment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. oftentimes in surveys people don't always um, write a lot they'll mm-hmm. answer all of the you know uh, one through five you know types of, of questions right. like you know rate this on a scale of one to five uh, but we saw that nurses completely needed an outlet. They needed a place to be able to talk about what they were seeing, what they were experiencing, their fears, mm-hmm. um, their, the traumas that they were experiencing. It was 
overwhelming. And I read every single one of them. Oh, wow. That is so wonderful. I literally went through every single survey because I didn't want those surveys to fall on deaf ears. Right. I needed people to know. I needed, even for myself, to know that I, I asked people these questions and I'm going to read them. And some of the statements were heartbreaking. I mean, I cried while I read these surveys. People were talking, 60% of the nurses were considering leaving the profession, Mm -hmm. uh, which was shocking, which is why NBC Nightly News picked up our survey and wanted to do um, uh, a show about uh, Mm -hmm. what's going on right now, because the numbers were alarming. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the industry to know this is serious. You need to wake up and pay attention to what's happening for these nurses. Right. They are struggling. And, and patients. it's not because they don't have what it takes. Mm-hmm. It's because they're not being supported. Mm-hmm. And it's because they, they're, they're, they're working without the basic protective equipment. And they're, and they're, they're feeling like they're putting their families at risk. Mm-hmm. Going to work and coming home, and what am I potentially bringing home to my family? Isolating themselves inside of their own home because mm-hmm. they don't want not hugging their children, right. not hugging their spouses, mm-hmm. um, sitting with loved ones who can't say goodbye. You know, it's sitting with people, their patients, mm-hmm. and being the last person that that patient sees exactly. instead of their daughter or their husband, and and helping them to transition mm-hmm. and the level of grief that that brings um, and all the uncertainty and just feeling like your institution, the institution you're working for, isn't protecting you, isn't looking out for you, doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was unbelievable. And so... You know, since then, we've released a lot of the data that we collected on, mm-hmm. in those surveys. 75% of nurses said that peer support would be the thing that helped with the sustainability of their career. Right. 75%. Yeah, so, which is exactly what you just said. Yeah. When you want to yeah. release this, you want it to be with somebody who understands you and where you're coming from, that you're not trying to run away, you're trying to heal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The phrase, and you probably heard this in your survey, but the thing that as I've been talking to people um, all over the country that I keep hearing again and again is going to work feels like suicide and coming home feels like murder. And yeah, that just that sounds about went right. straight to my gut. You, so, you know, do you feel, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I, I, when I was at Children's Hospital, I, when I would come home from work, I couldn't talk about the things that I saw. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons was because my partner mm-hmm. had lost both of her siblings to cystic fibrosis at the hospital that I worked at. 
Oh, wow. So I, I couldn't come home and look at my partner mm-hmm. and talk about children dying. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And as much as maybe she wanted to be able to be there and be supportive, it was incredibly painful to watch the pain in her. Mm-hmm. As, as, so I almost felt like I'm trying to talk about what's going on for me, but I'm, I'm causing pain in someone. Mm-hmm. And, and there's not too many people who can sit and listen to the horrors right. that nurses witness. Right. And, and still, so, that is what nurse, what makes nurses different than any other uh, part of healthcare, and it's what makes us unique. And it's the very thing that nobody knows anything about except nurses. Yep, exactly. So Which putting out this so survey, incredibly important. Putting out the survey, do you think it will have any impact on healthcare organizations? I mean, I just really feel like we need That's to revamp hope. healthcare from the bottom up. And I not only want nurses yes. at the table, I want them leading the discussion. Yes. So one of the things that we're doing, that Holly Blue is doing right now, is we had partnered up with a company called FeedTrail. And FeedTrail is a real-time insights platform into patient and employee satisfaction. Mm-hmm. They partnered up with me and helped me do the two surveys that we did um, back in March and April. Mm-hmm. And we decided that we wanted to do more. We wanted to Good. be able to get into these companies and do what's called a Strive to Thrive Challenge which means that companies would utilize this platform, uh, this survey platform, we would help to ask the right questions because I think that oftentimes no one's asking these nurses the right questions. They come from HR, they come from some, you know, who knows where Mm -hmm. these questions come from. And they're not asking the right questions, so they're not getting the right answers. And... They, and if you don't get the right answers, then you are in the dark as a company, mm-hmm. as an organization. You don't yeah. really have your finger on the pulse of mm-hmm. what is happening for your frontline healthcare workers, and exactly. you don't see what's coming. And what's coming is catastrophic. Mm-hmm. It's because nurses are going to leave, yeah. and it will be catastrophic. And... So what we want to do is we want to get in there, no shame, no, you know, we, we don't, we don't want these organizations to feel shamed. Mm-hmm. We want them to understand that we understand that you do the best you can, like mm-hmm. Maya Angelou says, do the mm-hmm. best you can. And then when you know better, do better. Right. So that's what we want to encourage them to do is like, let us come in. Let us help you. Let us help you ask the right questions so that you know what's happening. You truly know what's happening. And then let us help you make some uh, intelligent decisions around uh, things that you can do that will have me- create meaningful impact for your frontline healthcare workers, like your nurses. 
mm-hmm. mainly your nurses. Which is and the, the retention they that, that they them, want. We give them perks. Right. Yeah, it's it's not rocket science, but I, I, there's just so many people who do not want to go to those hard places. So I think the questions you're talking about that they want to ask are all head stuff. And nurses want to go to the heart. That's what brought them to nursing. Yeah. That's what keeps them in nursing. And that's what pushes them away when they can no longer do that. So we have and to get away from using... that business model. Yep. That's why we're using like more of an incentive uh, around saying, if you do this hard thing, if you ask these hard questions and you make these meaningful changes to your practices that improve the lives of your frontline healthcare workers, yeah. then Holly Blue, we will acknowledge you mm-hmm. as a champion. We will right. acknowledge you as a Strive to Thrive champion. And we will build you up. We will do blogs about you. We will Uh talk about your journey. We'll give you a logo that you can proudly display. We'll give you a group in the app so that you can talk about what you're doing at your hospital organization. So we want to reward them for doing this really great thing. Yes. And so they're then competing with each other to create a better healthcare and a better place, not just for nurses, but for the patients. If the nurses are good, the patients are good. And there cannot be healthcare without nurses. I don't think people get that. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand uh, how anyone in, in the healthcare administration cannot see the importance the important role that nurses play in patient satisfaction. Everyone's talking about patient satisfaction, patient satisfaction. Where do they think that the patients become satisfied? (laughs) They become satisfied with the, with the person that is doing the majority of their care. Exactly. 12 hours, 24 hours a day, they are seen by a nurse. Right. Other people kind of get peppered in along the way. But 24 hours a day, they are cared for by a nurse. Who cares so about them? It, it would stand to reason that if you care for your nurses and your nurses are happy, they're going to do a great job. They're going to take care of those patients. They're going to provide great patient care. And then you are going to have really satisfied patients. Exactly. You cannot You're exactly have on a the goal. Track. You're, you're so on the yeah. right track, Carrie. If there's anything I can do to support you in this, I want to do that because this is exactly what I've been trying to say and get out there. But you're getting it out to nurses. And what I want nurses to do is stand up and boldly say, this is what we want. If you want us to work for you in your hospital, this is what we want baseline. And what I keep hearing from people are when I was teaching um Uh, nurses and managers and stuff. It was what kept them in the hospital was continuing their education, being able to grow and develop as individuals and as managers and whatever else that they were trying to do, but also to be supported so that it was like the entire hospital was set up in such a way that it was supporting the nurses 
kind of in the way that, you know, when a woman has a baby, the idea is that that husband's role or that man's role in that father's role in it is then to support the wife to be able to support the child and grow the whole family. Yeah. Yep. It, it's, I, I just, I can't say enough about the importance uh, and and I hope I hope that the survey that we did was shocking enough to organizations mm-hmm. to wake up a little. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that that happens. I think right now a lot of organizations, a lot of companies, a lot of hospitals are in uh, crisis mode a bit, you know, from a financial standpoint, uh, you know, having to get PPE, having, you know, losing elective surgeries. You know, there was uh, a, a lot of financial impact that, mm-hmm. that happened to the hospital system. And it's very d- difficult to get people to to wake up and see that they need to make these changes uh, when they're in kind of crisis mode. Right. Uh, but I do think that as we start to uh, come out of, of the crisis and we start to come into a place of recovery, that there's going to be a lot of hospitals that realize that, you know, they had, they had a heavy reliance on registries and they lost a lot of money because they weren't necessarily caring for their nurses. They lost nurses. They were relying on registries, right. registries charge more, mm-hmm. but that was financially impacting them. Mm-hmm. You know, what can you do to provide a better uh, place, a better place of employment for your nurses so that you don't have to be as reliant um, on registry. Um, not that registries are a bad thing. I think that there's a, mm-hmm. a, a need for registries to some extent, but it shouldn't, it should be, it shouldn't be the, it should be the exception, not the rule. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when so. it's flu season and you're heavily, you know, inundated and you need more staff, but you yeah. don't need them for, you know, y- years, you need them right. for a season. Of course, of course you should, you know, but it shouldn't be we're treating our nurses so poorly that they're all on strike. So let's have a registry come in and, you know, take their job. That's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some experience with that. Um, Yeah. It it, um, just I was asked to to recruit nurses because of, you know, the large number of people that are listening to the show. Um, and the first thing I said was I would need to go and meet the managers. I would need to see the organization. I need to understand from the nurses and from the people there, is this someplace I want to send people? And they kept saying, oh, yeah, you don't need to do that. We've got a great, you know, great organization. And I just <laughs> kept saying, no, you know, if you want me, this is what I need to do because I cannot re- recommend a nurse to go someplace that is not going to respect and appreciate her. And ironically, the place Absolutely. that I was refusing actually ended up uh, ended up um, uh, being one of the worst places. So I was so glad that yeah, I had. Yeah, well, I mean, if they're coming to you, if they're coming to you, you know, looking for um, for nurses in there, and they're kind, there's this desperate level of 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 you know looking for nurses. You have to ask yourself, well, why do you have such a shortage? Right. What is your, why is your turnover rate so high? Yeah. What's Kara, going I hate on to, there that you, 
I hate to stop you, but um, we are just so close to being out of time. And, and maybe oh. you're, you are saying it. What is that number one thing that you want to make sure that people in the United States and healthcare providers worldwide remember and to understand about Holly Blue? The number one thing I want people to know in the United States is that, you know, we've created this place for you um, by people who understand you. And we want nothing more than to create a vibrant community where nurses thrive. And we look forward to the day where we can actually expand that out to countries outside of the U.S., which hopefully will be soon. And so they can get um, uh, connect with this app on any app store. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So App Store or Google Play, if you're in the U.S., uh, hopefully we'll be going to Canada and the U.K. shortly. Wonderful. That is so fantastic. So I just cannot thank you enough for coming on. You have made my day. You have opened my soul. (laughs) And I hope for everybody else, too. So anybody listening to this, I would love to have you contact me at leanne at onceanurse.com. And if they were going to con- contact you, would they go on to Holly Blue and then how or, or would you want them to email you? How do you want them to connect with you? You know, I would love for them to come on the app and come to the Kara's Corner uh, group. Okay. And you can just click on my profile and connect with me. And okay. uh, as long as you have your visibility on, which is a little butterfly in the upper right hand corner, um, I'll be able to connect back with you. So, uh, And I would love that. Wonderful. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to uh, say, you know, please do visit on my website, onceanurse.com. There is lots of information there also, and I'm also doing the Caring Corner on various different um, areas in um, LinkedIn, on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook, uh, as well as on the website. Um, If you have ideas of what uh, Kara and I were talking about today, spark some ideas for you, please do contact me either on the website and or on my email. And the other thing I just want to throw out here is that we are going to need more nurses. And especially in our uh, culture of what's going on right now, we need more uh, nurses of color. And so I have been um, promoting two different areas. Uh, One is Nurses International, is a 501c3, working with nearly 100 low-resource countries in the world to train nurses with a BSN for free online. And I'd like people to support that. And the second one is through the University of Minnesota Nursing School, dedicated to the first black nurse to apply uh, for and graduate from their program in 1932. Um, and that is uh, Francis Mackay Scholarship Fund for nurses of color. And it will not be just money. It will be uh, mentor support throughout their schooling. So either of those of those interest you, please do go to the website, www.onceanurse.com. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. This has been Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer. Make it a great week and don't let anyone take it away. Thank you.
for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.